And the person that is choosing not to be normal in the society, for you may be an outcast, but actually it could be that they're the most loved by Allah. Imagine if you were born in the era or the time of Genghis Khan, right? And let's say you were one of his people, you were born in that era, you were born in that time, you are a Mongol. And you're raised with this idea that raping and pillaging is perfectly normal. You're raised with the idea that, you know, debauchery and brutality and all of these things are what it's meant to be for a man. Like that's what life is meant to be for a man, for society in general. And so the women maybe of that era respect you for that kind of behavior. And the men, of course, respect you for that kind of behavior. And those are what become your aspirations and your ideals. And then let's say you live that life for a while. And then at some point you start to realize that something's not right about this. It's immoral. It's unethical. It's demonic. It's all of those things, right? All of those negative things. And you decide to step away from those kind of choices and you decide that you don't want to live that kind of life. Now imagine if you were in that era, what that would look like for you, what your life would look like for you. You'd be shunned by your peers. You would be ridiculed. You might get emasculated by the women that are around. They might not respect you. It might become difficult for you to earn. It might become difficult for you to get married. Now, from an inside perspective, within that society, you would feel like the outcast. You would feel like you are the anomaly. There's something wrong with you. You're abnormal. But from an outside perspective and from the perspective of hindsight for people like us, we could see that and we can see that you would ultimately be making the right choice as a human being, that you are in the right and the rest of society is completely in the wrong. But of course, if you're in that society, you're the one who gets labeled as abnormal, as weird, as there's something wrong with you and everything else to go with it. Now, if you fast forward to today, right, the society that we live in today, even though in a lot of ways, it's maybe not as uncivilized as the Mongol era, it's still not without issue. It goes against the nature of man in a lot of ways. The way that the economy runs is completely unnatural. The children are separated from their mothers. There's such a lack of moral fiber in society today. There's so many things that just go against natural human spirit in a lot of ways. So this society really, you know, the entire kind of banking system, monetary system that we're living in is completely fake. It's a complete pyramid Ponzi scheme. It's all upside down, but this is all that we've ever known, right? So in a society like today, for a lot of people, what is actually considered normal is actually abnormal. Right? If you think about it, this society, the setup of this society is actually completely unnatural. So to be normal in this society, as in to be somebody that follows the mainstream narrative of this society, somebody that has aspirations and ideals to live to the best of this society, whatever this society holds up as its ideals or whatever it holds up as what is considered an eminent human being, actually, if you study it, is actually quite unnatural. It has so many problems and it has so many issues with it. But of course, in the same way as with the Mongols, if you are someone that chooses to make choices that go against the mainstream narrative, that go against conventional wisdom, so to speak, could be about anything, whether it comes to food, whether it comes to lifestyle, whether it comes to work, whether it comes to your health, whether it comes to the way you choose to do business, the way you choose to interact with other people, dress everything, right? Every one of those little micro choices that you make on a daily basis, if they don't kind of suit the prevailing kind of conventional thoughts and the prevailing narrative, you can be somebody that is seen as weird. And furthermore to that, 
if you are agitated, you are disturbed, you are upset, you are any of those things, right? Any of those negative feelings that you have towards the way that life is operating right now, you're seen as somebody that is paranoid, you're seen as somebody that is negative. If you were that outcast person in the Mongol era that was trying to do the right thing, you would be very stressed because of all the judgment that you would be getting, all of the insults that would be hurled at you, you know, all of those things that would be happening for you. You'd feel very emotionally isolated and you would feel like an outcast in a lot of ways. But I think that's the same thing that's going on right now, that despite this unnatural economy, this unnatural society that we're actually living in, that only seems to be getting worse, anybody who's actually trying to do the right thing is actually listening to their gut, is listening to their heart, is really trying to understand what is the true nature of man, you know, the fitra as we call it, and is trying to follow that, generally will get emotionally isolated in the same way and will be accused of being weird. But if we look at the Quran and we look at the stories of the prophets that I'm aware of, there isn't a single prophet that has come along that hasn't gone against the grain, that hasn't gone against the status quo, right? Like all of the prophets. And if you look at the stories of all of the prophets, all of them were outcast in their own time. All of them were going against grain of the society. All of them were considered abnormal in some way. All of them were considered maybe strange, maybe weird. I don't know of any that has come along that we've been told about that in that society wouldn't be considered some sort of outcast or some sort of strange person or people wouldn't be disturbed by that person in some way. Despite them being Allah's chosen person on earth at that time, Allah's most beloved person on earth at that time. So I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. You know, Rasul said, give glad tidings to the strangers. And Islam started as something strange and will end as something strange. I think it speaks to all of that. That actually, if you are somebody that is weird in this day and age, and I'm not talking about somebody that's weird because they're demonic or somebody that's weird because they're psychotic or somebody that's weird because they've been struck by, you know, schizophrenia or some sort of disturbing psychological issue. But somebody that's making active conscious choices to not follow the status quo, to not go along with the mainstream narrative. And then the more things that they're doing it on, I think that person is actually to be celebrated, but they will be called weird. But actually the person who is aspiring to be normal in this society is actually the abnormal one. Because you are choosing to be normal in an abnormal society, that actually makes you abnormal. And the person that is choosing not to be normal in this society, for you may be an outcast, but actually it could be that they're the most loved by Allah because they're going against the grain of the status quo, which is what the prophets have done. They are the strange one, because you're calling them weird. That makes them strange. And that's who Rasul said that Islam started with and will end with, and that they are the ones that should receive the glad tidings. So I would think, again, if anybody ever calls you weird for making choices that go against the status quo, I would think again about who really is weird. And if you are accusing somebody of being weird or abnormal, I would think again about who really is weird.